0: Join me each week as I dive into real tools to help you and your team turn struggles into strengths. Hello, guys! Welcome to episode forty-nine. Today, I am giving you my list of my top three parenting mistakes. Uh, not only are these like the mistakes that I'm making, but these are mistakes that I see my clients making and the parents that I'm working with. So today. I wanted to share this episode with you, and I want to preface it with this. Uh, Sharing these mistakes is not in any way meant to shame you, to shame me. It's simply to help us understand, hey, here's some things that we do that get these results, and if I don't want these results, I can be doing different things. So I wanted to lead in with that, and... I'm excited to be here. Uh, It's uh, early summer, so like May 19th is when I'm recording this. This podcast will go live tomorrow. And in my little town, we're enjoying a small summer rainstorm, a thunderstorm even. So if you hear thunder in the background, uh, you probably won't. I think it's just passing, but I just, I love summer. I love the rain. I love summer rain slash thunderstorms. Uh, they don't last long, but man, they're fun while they're here. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I want to thank all of you guys for listening to this podcast. Uh, we are just growing and growing. And I want to thank you guys for listening. It is so fun to hear from you guys. It's fun to read the reviews. And I love that every time I get a parent on a consultation, and they're like, "Yeah, thank you for your podcast i I love what you're teaching. Thank you. So thank you guys for listening. um I said new personal actually, every month has increased, but a couple of months ago, the podcast really Increased in amount of downloads per month. And last month we beat that by one. And this month we are set to blow that away. So, guys, you are part of something that is growing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this. And those of you who have recently joined the Firmly Founded Parent membership, thank you. I love having you guys on the group coaching calls and it's been fun getting to know you. So, I just I wanted to say thank you, and I just heard another slow, long rumble of thunder. Oh, I love summer rainstorms. All right, so guys, today we are talking about the three biggest mistakes that I've seen in my own life and with other parents, and we all make parenting mistakes being able to identify those mistakes and being aware of them is what empowers us to learn from them. So, mistakes aren't bad. They're just part of life. And really, we are the ones who get to define what is a mistake and what is not. It's up to us. So, I want to start off by sharing a quote by Rachel Wolchin. I don't know who she is. Uh, she's a blogger, but I really like this quote. It's not how we make mistakes, but how we correct them that defines us. And I wanted to share that because it's so empowering. Like We have the power to correct our mistakes and learn from them and be better because of them. So I kind of wanted to do this episode a little bit differently, I'm counting down like my top three. So I'm going to start at three. I'm going to give you some uh, honorable mentions in the middle. I'm kind of formatting it off of some of the uh, video clips that I get sucked into on Facebook sometimes. So when it comes to mistakes, here are the three biggest mistakes that I make and that I see other parents make. And hopefully this is helpful for you. Mistake number three. Remember, we're counting down. Uh, This one's actually one of my all-time favorites, and it is the mistake of catastrophizing. I have been accused of making this word up, but I want to assure you it is a real word with a real definition. Uh, I Googled for this blog post, for this podcast, and catastrophize means to imagine the worst possible outcome of an action or event. To think about a situation or event as being a catastrophe or having a potentially catastrophic outcome. So this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see parents making. This is a mistake that I do all the time, and it really impacts you as a parent. When we get caught up in catastrophizing, what we do is we see all of our circumstances, which are tied to our teens, like it might be their action, it might be how they're thinking, what they're talking about, and then we start worrying about the worst possible outcome. Um, I don't know, like I haven't seen an actual ditch in a long time, but I can't tell you how many times parents will be like, well, I'm just, they'll ruin their life and they're going to die in a ditch somewhere. Like, Is that really a thing? I don't know, I don't see many ditches, but this is catastrophizing. And parents all over the world are catastrophizing. Um, I've seen people do that with COVID. Oh, my teen sent, like they used to be A's and B's type student. Since COVID, they're D's and F's. They're gonna ruin their future. This is catastrophizing. They won't be able to get into a good college. They won't get a good job. And one of my personal favorites, that I hear more from dads than I do moms, they're going to live in my basement forever. Guys, I'm guilty of doing this. Like I catastrophize. It's important to be able to be aware of when you're doing this. I know that I do it when my sons blow off practice for their sport my brain immediately goes to, well, they're probably never going to play if they even make the team at all. I just automatically, worst case scenario, they didn't go to practice today, they probably won't make the team. And if they do, they'll never play. This is a huge mistake for parents because when we catastrophize, it completely changes how you parent. It changes how you show up. Catastrophizing These are the thoughts and beliefs that go on in our head. These thoughts create an unpleasant emotion. They create feelings that are negative, like worry, anger, shame, fear, all of this. So anytime we catastrophize, which again is a thought, it creates feelings in our body which drive our actions and create our results. Not only does catastrophizing change how you show up as a parent, it also makes you miserable. It's uncomfortable. You start, you feel worry, you feel anxiousness, you feel shame, fear, and a whole host of other uncomfortable emotions. Catastrophizing robs you of the joy and peace that you can experience as a parent. Okay? What? Just from the brain side of things, what catastrophizing does is it triggers your amygdala and puts you into fight, flight, or freeze mode. This is why so many times when parents are catastrophizing, they fight with their teenagers. They try and control them. They try and fix them. They're like, hey, you got to get good grades. You got to whatever. Sometimes they flee. They run away. They avoid their teenagers. They go hide in their room. They hide behind their phone. Sometimes they freeze and they just don't know what to do. So I want to invite you guys as parents, like, look at your day. Are you making this mistake? Are you catastrophizing things that are going on in your teenager's life? Okay. The second mistake is trying to fix, change, or control your teenager. This is a huge one, and again, one that I am often guilty of. This one rivals the one that I picked for number one, but I decided to stick it at number two because number one is kind of the bigger picture of this. Anyways, as parents, oftentimes, we are tempted to try to fix, change, or control our teenagers. And this is something that not only do I see in my own life, but I see this all over. This is one of the main things my clients are working with. Now, the problem with this is you cannot fix, change, or control your teenager. You can't fix them. You can't change or fix anyone else. This goes for your spouse. It goes for your mother-in-law. You cannot fix, change, or control anyone else. Not only is this something that you can't do, but I promise you it will cause huge amounts of frustration, anger, and other negative emotions in your life. Trying to fix, change, or control your teenager is like trying to take part of their model and put it into your result line. I've seen parents try to change how their teenager thinks, how they feel, how they act, the result that they get. That's your teenager's model. You don't have any power over that. Like that is not your realm. So stop trying to change or fix or control your teenager and bring that focus back to you. Trying to fix or control your teenager sends the wrong message. It sends the message that, hey, you know what? I don't trust you. It sends the message that I don't think you're doing life right. I think you're doing it all wrong. I think there's something wrong with you. Now, really think about that. Is that the message that you want to be sending to your teenager? So, I want to invite you, really be aware, am I trying to fix? Am I trying to control? Am I trying to change something? Now, like I said, this is something that I do. This is something lots of parents do. I do not want you to use this to beat yourself up, to shame yourself, to think, oh, I'm a terrible parent. No. Being aware of this is empowering. Empowering. Because when you're aware of it, when you can identify, oh, hey, this is what I'm doing, you can now learn from it. You are now in the driver's seat and you can change it. Okay. Before we get to the number one mistake that I make and that I see other parents make, I wanna share some honorable mentions with you. So here are some of the honorable mentions not knowing or not defining your core value as a parent is a huge mistake. Um, Just recently, I was working with a mom, and she's like, I know this information, but the person who gave it to me doesn't want me to tell this other person that it affects. And she's like, I hate it. I've talked to this other person, and I just feel like I'm keeping the secret. I hate keeping secrets. She didn't realize that she was not living in alignment with her core value of honesty, of being clear and transparent. And once she she realized, oh, yeah, that is super important to me, all of a sudden, she realized, oh, I'm in charge of my life. I don't feel comfortable not telling this. I'm going to go tell it. Okay, another honorable mention that I see is not knowing and or defining your role as a parent. Lots of parents don't know what their role is. They haven't taken the time to say, hey, you know what? This is my job as a parent. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to show up. Uh, If you want more on that, episode number one and two of this podcast are all about defining your role and your purpose as a parent. Okay, another honorable mention, trying to be perfect. Uh, so many parents are like, oh, I just, I have to do it right. I've got to be perfect. I've got to do it this way. No, you don't have to be perfect. No, no parent has ever been perfect. There's no medal at the end for being perfect. Just do your best. That's good enough. And the last honorable mention is thinking that you're not good enough as a parent. Um This is one I work with several parents on, and I can tell you, if you don't think you're not, if you don't think you're good as a parent, it will change how you show up. You will parent out of fear, you will parent out of anxiety, and you will constantly question everything you do. When you believe, hey, I am good enough, God gave me these kids because there's something he wants me to teach them. When you believe you're good enough, it will change how you show up. All of a sudden, rather than parenting out of fear and anxiety, you'll start parenting out of confidence, out of hope. Okay? So really identify, oh, am I making one of these parenting mistakes? Okay, the number one parenting mistake that I see in my own life and in the lives of my clients is, drum roll, I feel like I need a drum roll. Okay, the number one parenting mistake is, focusing on things outside of your control. This one is huge. I catch myself doing this all the time. And in working with parents, this is the number one thing that keeps coming up. Just control, trying to control something or someone that is outside of your control. Now, I want to be clear. Like when I'm saying mistake... We get to define what mistakes are. I don't want you to shame yourself. Like, this is just part of being a parent. The way that I define mistakes, like, there's just simply things that we do that lead to results that we don't want. So, I know in my life, when I focus on things outside of my control, I get frustrated, I get angry, I get overwhelmed, I get worried, and I don't like the results that. I get from living my life from those emotions. Recently, I was working with a parent who was obsessed about the decisions that their teenager was making. And they were just obsessed, like, oh, they're ruining their life. They're making these choices. And at school, is this? And I've worked with parents that <clears throat> they're worried about their child's decision when it comes to college or graduation. Uh, I had one, she, was trying to control a wedding. Not every aspect, but there were certain parts of the wedding that she wanted to have happen, but her child and their fiancé, I guess now spouse, didn't want those to happen in their wedding. So, trying to control something outside of your control is a huge mistake. It will lead to consequences and results that you don't like. Recently, I've been coaching parents who are upset with their in-laws. They want their in-laws to behave differently when it comes to their grandkids or their role as grandparents. They think no, they should be more strict or more loving or they should come around more often, or these are things outside of your control. I recently coached a parent who found out something about their teenagers' actions from years ago in the past. And these are some pretty serious actions that could have some really severe consequences. And she is worried about, well, what will other people think? How will my teenager react when he finds out that I know? How will my family react? What if my teenager doesn't take responsibility? What if he isn't honest? And she just had all of these things that she was worried about, and not a single one was within her control. I promise you, the answer, when you are focusing on things outside of your control, is to let go. Well, first, identify what is within your control and what's outside of your control. And once you've identified that, let go of the things outside of your control and double your focus on the things that are within your control. Recently, I was teaching one of my Teen clients, and he is a competitive shooter. And I was talking about what you can control versus what you can't control. And he's like, yeah, we teach this in shooting skeet or clay pitch. I don't know. I'm not a gun type person. But he's like, yeah, they teach you. If you try and aim at both, you're going to miss both. You have to aim at one and then the other, because you can only aim at one thing at a time. So, when you are focused on things outside of your control, who's focusing on what you can control? You can't focus on two things at once. You're either focusing on things outside of your control or things inside of your control. So, I wanted to share these with you. Uh, We've talked about each one of these things in other podcasts, so none of them are new. Guys, when it comes to... All three of these things, I know it sounds simple, but I want to invite you if you are doing any of them, if you're catastrophizing, if you're trying to fix, change, or control your teenager, or if you're focusing on things outside of your control, I want to invite you to stop. Just stop it. I know that might sound overly simplistic, but it is so powerful. When you can identify, oh, I am catastrophizing stop. Just give you permission to let go of all of the negative stories and stop. You're welcome to optimize. Like think, man, what what is the best case scenario that could come from this? Like what is something good that could come from this? Now, rather than catastrophizing, you're optimizing. You're looking for the good. Okay. When it comes to trying to fix change or control your teenager. This is one of my favorite pieces of advice. Find a way to be the change that you would like to see in your teenager. If you want to fix them so that they spend less time on their screens, that might be out of your control. I know some families are like, yeah, my kid pays for their own phone. It's out of my control. So how can you be the change that you want to see in your teenager? Okay. And when it comes to focusing on things outside of your control, stop it. Really explore, identify what are the things that I can control? What are the things that I cannot control? Once you've identified that, let go of the things that you can't control and double your focus on the things that you can't. Cell phones. This comes up a ton in my coaching. Do you control the phone? If so, great. It goes on your, I control this. It's within my control. If you don't, let go of it. If it is within your control, like what about it can you control? Like, oh, I pay the bill. I can just turn it off. It's my phone. I can go confiscate it, and I feel great. Identify what is within my control, what's outside of my control. Let go of the things outside and double down on what you can control. Guys, I would love to help you do this. I would like to invite you to go join our parenting membership at firmlyfoundedparent.com. Or you can go to the show notes. There'll be a big green button at the bottom. Go there. Go become a member. I promise you we can help you with these three common parenting mistakes. Also, I want to make an announcement. Um, Soon, I will... Be trying something new. I am going to be offering office hours where you can come ask me any question you have, and it will be on Thursdays at, well, the time could change. Just stay tuned. If you want to know more, uh, go become a parent, one of our members in the firmly founded parent, or keep listening, and I'll let you guys know when it goes live. This is something that I'm going to try for everyone. Um, members of the Firmly Founded Parent, you'll get access to this. Right now, while I'm experimenting, I am going to let everybody try this. And it will be starting either late May or early June. And it'll just be office hours. I'll be on a Zoom call, and you can go sign in. You can hop on a free call with me. There might be a bunch of people watching. It might just be you and me. And I'll answer any questions. I'll do some free coaching. That will only be offered temporarily. I'm going to be experimenting with this. I'm trying it out, seeing if I like it. And eventually, it'll probably be just a part of the Firmly Founded Parent so that people can get more access to me and I can offer more consistent help and support when it comes to parenting teens. Guys, I promise you, what you want to accomplish with your teenager, what you want to accomplish as a parent, starts with you. Be the change that you want to see. Double down. Control what you can control. Don't worry about fixing your teenager. You be that change and be mindful of the stories that you're telling yourself. Don't let yourself catastrophize find a way to do other things with your mind. And with that, thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Impact Parenting with Perspective. If you found any of this helpful and would like to get some one-on-one help with parenting your team, head over to benpughcoaching.com slash mini and and sign up for a free consultation today. I'll talk to you soon.